Firearms is excited to be partnering with fellow Ohio company Rocky Boots on an amazing giveaway. You can win a special edition Faxon Rocky Code Blue FX19 equipped with night vision sights, Overwatch Precision Blue Line Trigger, Crimson Trace CMR204 and CWL300, and a custom coating and engraving job from One-Off Coatings LLC, and free boots for life from Rocky. Visit FactsAndFirearms.com to enter. Hi, and welcome to episode 12 of the Facts and Blog and Podcast. Today, I'm very excited to welcome Stu Brooks from Rocky Boots on with us. If you've been following our Instagram, at least for the last week or so, you know that we've partnered with Rocky, Crimson Trace, Night Vision, Overwatch Precision, and One-Off Coatings LLC to do a very special Code Blue giveaway uh, where we are giving away a Rocky Code Blue branded FX-19, as well as Rocky kicking in free boots for life, uh, which is an awesome promo. Uh, we're really excited to partner with the fellow Ohio company. And then also, of course, the folks at Night Vision, Crimson Trace, Overwatch, and One-Off uh, for helping us spec out the gun and, and get it all dressed up. So, Stu, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. If you want to mind, just give the folks just a little bit of an overview of what you do at Rocky and kind of what your, uh, you know, what your role is. Uh, yeah, not a problem. So I've, I've been um, with Rocky, as, as we mentioned just a moment ago. So I you know, have, have a family history here. I'm, I'm part of the, uh, the, the Brooks family. Um, you know, the company was, was originally founded um, uh, by my grandfather and his, his uncle in, in 1932. Um, and it has gone through, you know, quite a few changes, ups and downs since then. Um, but uh, currently, my, my role at Rocky is with uh, the public service division. So I sort of uh, specialize in our, our law enforcement side and, uh, and do a lot of work with the uh, you know, Made in America footwear that, that uh, they require. And, and we are still fortunate that we can still manufacture a lot of those items in our, our facilities that we still own and operate. But uh, my official title would be um, uh, sales, um, sales manager for the public service division uh, currently. And like I said, I've had multiple other roles here. I could go all day. I've, apparently, <laughs> I've been with the company for 20 years now, which I still find hard to believe. I, it was just, um, I received a, a certificate celebrating that Reese earlier this year. And I, I was shocked to learn that it doesn't feel like 20 years, but it's been, yeah. it's, but it's been quite a while. So I, um, but it's been a great company to work for. Uh, like I said, you know, there's that family history. Um, and that would make me, I believe a, a fourth generation shoemaker. Um, so I've had, I, I can kind of, I take that title. Um, cause I, was lucky enough to spend some time in our manufacturing facilities uh, when I was younger. So um, in the summers, basically, when I didn't have enough to do, um, you know, my dad and uncle would find somewhere for all of us to go. All the all the, the men and women of my generation. So they would put us to work in some some capacity, um, if that was leather inspection or even uh, you know at the at the factory. Um, when I was in in the uh, in the factory, and I was probably about 18 years old. 
um, I, I sort of let it slip that I, I'd had some experience, not very much, but I, I, I felt like I was capable enough of running a sewing machine. Um, and uh, I, I knew that was a mistake about eight, eight to 10 hours later after I'd been on, on the assembly line all day. <laughs> because I really thought I was just taking a tour of the plant at that point. And they were like, no, no, we could, we could use you. We're a little shorthanded today. So, um, <laughs> so you guys are, you know, obviously a much bigger brand than you were in the 1930s and you cover mm -hmm. a lot more of the globe for sure, but you're based out of still out of Nelsonville, Ohio, right? And Southeast Ohio around Athens, Ohio university, Hocking Hills, that type of area. Absolutely correct. Yeah. So the, the company was originally uh, founded here in Nelsonville, Ohio. Uh, the original manufacturing facility was here. Um, the building itself is still here. We, we still own and operate the building that has now become the uh, Rocky gear store. Uh, so that is the, the outlet store for all of our brands. Uh, always great deals there, of course. And then uh, they, they do operate a small restaurant, the boot grill as well. Um, and so that, that's a part of the area. There is quite a bit of tourism here being in the, the Hawking Hills region. Um, but like I said, we're, we're very proud to be here. Um, we've never had any, you know, any plans to, to relocate the facilities. Um, as a matter of fact, actually, we, we continue to expand. So our, our distribution center is also just outside of Nelsonville uh, in Logan, Ohio. And uh, we're, we're currently expanding that as we speak. So we, we hope to get that capacity uh, close to uh, 2 million pairs of shoes when all is said and done. Uh, right now, we're just about half of that. And those are, those are rounded, rounded numbers, of course. Um, and then the, the company also acquired um, another building that used to be part of the, the Nelsonville, used to be the city manager's building. And, and fire department years ago, and the city relocated that, and then Rocky had the uh, an opportunity to to acquire that, and, and they did some extensive renovations. So, um, so right now we're still we're still probably at at close to you know three hundred people um, you know em employed in this region, and then if you consider our manufacturing facilities, we're probably closer to thirty eight hundred. Um, wow. All together, um, because we still have yeah, we still have two facilities we manufacture out of, and and then of course you know, we do some outsourcing as well, um, you know, for raw materials and finished goods as well. But, uh, but like I said, we we do all of that from Southeast Ohio, uh, which is a, a region that is you know sometimes very beautiful, but often overlooked, and um, and and certainly part of Appalachia, so it has its its challenges and. Um, it's yeah. economic challenges to say the least. So, but, but we're, like I said, we're happy to be here and to, you know, to, to play a positive role in this community. And uh, like I said, I've, I've lived in this town for most of my adult life and I'm here now and um, I don't plan on leaving the area anytime soon, certainly. So. Yeah. And I mean, that's something that, um, you know, we've, we've brought up before in promoting our, our giveaway, our joint giveaways that, you know, we're both Ohio companies and, uh, yeah. we, we think that's just, there's, there's something about, um, different outdoors and lifestyle type Ohio companies that I think share a lot of DNA. And, and I mean, now, right now, uh, we have an even further connection with Joe Burrow coming to the Bengals. I will say that. Uh, so yeah. we do, we do, <laughs> we, we do share that in common now too. But uh, th that's something that you know when we talked about working together and doing some of these promos and things. I, I think that's something that 
that resonated with uh, with with both parties, if you will. So you know, we're really excited to do it. Now, the gun itself, you know, we branded after your uh, code blue line um, of footwear, and this is public service footwear, right? So this is for like uh, police officers, first responders, things like that. Would you mind going kind of into how that? sub-brand developed and, and yeah, uh, yeah. absolutely yeah so it, so it's sort of a, a broad definition you know we we say public service other companies say le for law enforcement um but that really covers um a lot of a lot of different aspects so you know of course first thing that comes to mind is always police first responders firefighters uh you know there, there's security as well that, that you know there's a lot of private security now we see that growing quite a bit um Obviously, Department of Corrections. Um, that's a that's a big customer of ours, and in um, a lot of municipalities too, we see departments of, of transportation. Um, so you know, it it's a it's a lot of different people that have a lot of different requirements uh, with their footwear, and and that's always always challenging. And I'm sure you guys see the same thing on on the firearm side. So you always have a, you know, unfortunately, there are times when when you when you look at a product and, and you realize that you know it has to be it's got to be developed with a purpose in mind you know there is no there, there's no single set of footwear that is going to do everything that, that you would like it to do uh, the same with with firearms there's no single firearm that is going to be able to perform in every way that you want it to perform you know certain certain pieces are going to be built for speed versus reliability uh, I'm sure you guys have pieces that you've developed uh, just with with the weight in mind so you know, you, you shave down the weight to get it, make the piece more comfortable, um, knowing that you're, you know, you might be, you know, you might be sacrificing on some durability. Uh, maybe and I'm just speaking from the cuff there. But mm-hmm. uh, so with all those, you know, with all those differences in mind, that, that's when we, we really started to play around with this, this code blue concept. And, and what we were trying to focus at was, you know, what, what could we build that could really kind of play that middle role you know be meaning be meaningful in some way to to everybody um and and still be you know without sacrificing its durability uh, certainly not sacrificing its comfort um you know we wanted it to be lightweight and we wanted it to have a, a unique look that stood out a little bit uh because one of the challenges that we we run into we, we sort of laugh about this in, in my division um, you know, every every piece of footwear we make um, typically comes in one color, and, and that's black, um, mm-hmm. because that's that's you know that's typically the requirement for uh, most men and women who are going to wear a uniform um, is that it's going to be paired with with a pair of you know black shoes or boots. Um, so we we've had to find some unique ways to to still keep a, a style aspect in there. Um, so that that's what takes us into the Code of Blue project. We we took those those ideas and started to build this from the ground up. Um, so it, it is, like I said, it, it's a unique piece of footwear. Um, you know, we, we sort of refer to it as our, our tactical grade, athletically inspired footwear. So, you know, if you really take the time and, and go to the Rocky website or, or, or look at the product on, um, you know, just on any of the platforms that the promotion is currently on, um, or even if you go to the the Gauls website, they're a big partner of ours as well, and they're they're a great distributor. Um, you know, you can look up Rocky Code Blue, and and you'll see um, a variety. You'll see three different SKUs for men's and women as well. Uh, something else we're proud of that we actually did build this. We we wanted to build this program uh, for women as well, instead of just trying to to make something fit. So a lot of times, a lot of companies will 
adopt something that's known as the unisex military size scale. And mm-hmm. that'll normally run from a size four to 15. And they'll say, well, it, it'll fit men and women. Um, it, it does. And that works. Um, um, you know, men or women, we, we want them to fit. and We want them to be as comfortable as possible. So I say, that, yeah, we wanted them to be as comfortable as possible. So with that in mind that we did build actual, uh, we, we built true women's sizes on, on a women's last. And of course, the last is the, uh, the, the artificial mold that you see, the, normally they're, they're a polymer now. Traditionally, they used to be wood, but that's the mold that we build the entire shoe around or, or boot around. And, um, you know, and it's, it is an added expense, and, and a lot of companies try to shy away from that. Like I said, they, they want to stay in that sort of, you know, one-fits-everybody, unisex, lasting scale. Um, so sure. we, we wanted to make that additional purchase to, to make sure this, this would fit and, and function properly. Um, you know, we've integrated a, you know, like a tactical grade, uh, a knit in, in one of the styles. I believe that's the, the RKD 0057. Um, so that's going to be a shoe that, that's designed to breathe. Um, you know, it's great for warm weather applications. It's great for, you know, officers that are really going to be on the beat all day or even security guards that have, you know, uh, you know, that might be on their feet for hours on end and they're going to walk all day. So that breathability is there, you know. Um, you know, on our code blue outsole, you know, with our uh, with our rubber compound that we've utilized to make that, you know, that's that's an EVA, uh, you know, midweight outsole. So that's going to be it has an athletic look, but the feedback that we're receiving now, a lot of our customers find that to be you know longer lasting, more supportive and more durable than a traditional athletic shoe uh, because we built it with that in mind. You know, we wanted to use a denser EVA compound. so. You could get that all day comfort. Um, so when, you know, when did you guys actually do the official launch of, of Code Blue? Because, I mean, it seems like there was a when you're launching a line like this, you have so much R&D to do, you know, and making sure that it's going to fit the specs that people need. And you're talking about combining tactical with athletic and everything like that. Like, you know, roughly how long was it from, you know, pitch to pitch to launch? So we... Um, trying to think back. So that, that started in our design department and, and we have a wonderful designer that, that works, uh, you know, that, that supports us on, on the law enforcement and the military side exclusively. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Steve Nelson, he's been a longtime Rocky employee and I, I can't say enough positive things about him. Uh, I, I want to say we, we reviewed his original concept art uh, probably a year, if not if not a year and a half, um, prior to you know getting to the point where we were going to build samples, and then it was another six months, you know, to to actually get it to market and then start to start to build those marketing materials that we needed, and and it was a it was a hard push. I mean, we we wanted to we released at Shot Show 2019, I believe. Um, okay, so and, you're just a little over a year old for for market yeah. push. Yeah. Yeah. As far as being in the market, because it's, you know, it's like any product we all, and I've done this as a consumer, you walk in a store, you see it there in front of you and you think, you know, great, I'll buy it. You know, it it just showed up magically, but uh, much like you all do when you really have the hands-on experience of seeing how much it takes to get these, these ideas from, from their concept phase to actually delivered into the marketplace. um, It's, it's oftentimes measured in, in years, you know, I mean, it could take a year or two to really be prepared. And, and then you, 
you know, and then you hope you're not too late, right? I mean, we've all we've right. all been down that road too, where somebody could beat you to the punch. So, you know, we've seen a lot of, you know, we're certainly not the first company to to think of, you know, hey, we, we'd like to work with some more athletically inspired footwear. That that's a big trend across the marketplace. But we wanted to build something that was athletically inspired and and still looked, you know, it, it still had a, a very professional look. You know, right, it still has uniform. to be part of a uniform. Yeah, I yes. mean, it still has to be part of a uniform. That's a big deal. Yes. And, and even though, and it can, you know, no matter how good it looks, it also still has to function. It still has to hold up. I mean, a lot of these men and women in law enforcement and security and first response, they're, um, they're not easy on their footwear. You know, it's not an easy job. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, unfortunately, I mean, some of these, you know, we, we get a lot of customer feedback. I mean, it's not uncommon to find out that someone has been working, you know, for, you know, 24 hours straight in some cases, you know, especially, uh, we consider what's happening now in a state of emergency, you know, a lot of these officers will just have to stay on the clock, um, because they are, I mean, they are essential workers. Yeah. So, well, you know, one thing you were talking about when you were talking about the history of, of the brand and everything, and, and you were mentioning, you know, the all made in America portion stipulations that you have for, for some of your contracts and things, when you're looking at code blue or other footwear like it, and you are, you know, selling maybe to departments and, you know, uh, um, you know, military groups, uh, how do you massage the the footwear for what it is they have? Because I know on the firearm side, you know, we'll get an order sometimes from various police departments from what department A wants from department B is very different. Um, and also too, even just aesthetics, you know, I think of just different departments and probably what you guys have to deal with, you know, maybe have slightly different uniforms or, or different dress codes and policies when, when it comes to those things. I mean, how, how do you, how do you manage that? How do you, you know, take those into account? Uh, that, that's pretty tough. Um, you know, we, we build a lot of, of different, uh, a lot of different shoes for a lot of different people. Um, and, and really there, there's no, there's really no way around that. Um, you know, we have a lot of departments that still, that still operate on, on contract buying. So they'll, they'll basically, you know, put a bid out there through the proper channels and, and, and say, this is, you know, here are the requirements. They're just spelled out. And then, you know, here's the price that we can pay. Um, so we, we do have to build a, a lot of footwear with that in mind. Certain, um, certain departments still have very strict dress codes, um, you know, that, for instance, um, or, or the U.S. Post Office would be a great example. Um, you know, a great customer of ours, we'd love to be a part of that. That's, you know, it's required that, that every component of that shoe to be um, made in America and sourced in America. So not only do we build the shoes in the United States, we purchase the leather from the United States. We purchased the eyelets from United States-based suppliers, um, the stitching materials, the rubber compound, the dye and cutting tools that we need to actually, you know, cut these leather, leather patterns. Um, I mean, small things like the, uh, you know, uh, uh, stitching needles for the, the sewing equipment. You know, most of that is going to, as much as we can possibly source yeah. from the United States, we do. And, and sometimes that, that's quite challenging. Uh, um, you know, there was a time, and this has been many years ago, there was a time when um, I, I believe that we, you, you legitimately could not find a steel toe cap that was built in the United States. And that was, it became such an issue that we, we had some very serious discussions at Rocky about whether or not we would just 
um, you know, source and, and try to purchase our own um, steel toe cap press. Um, so we could yeah. just make the component that we couldn't find. Um, and then, uh, you know, long story short, we did finally found a gentleman, I believe he was in New York state uh, that was still running, running a, a steel press or a toe cap press machine. And then we were able to utilize him as a supplier. So it's, um, I guess it's a lot to overcome, you know, it's a lot to think about and, and it, it's always, I mean, every day is a unique challenge when, when you think about the requirements. But yeah, like I said, there, there are still some departments that require all leather footwear, much like the like the post office and, and other entities. And, and we do, um, you know, we do have a, a footwear line that we build for them. Um, but there are some that, that, you know, the requirements are a little bit different and, and, and their code might simply say, you know, polishable toe. Uh, you know, black footwear, um, you know, it might give a height requirement. It might require that they have a safety toe, um, you know. So so for a lot of those, the, the Code Blue, you know, we find that Code Blue works for, for the, the majority of departments in the United States. And then, like I said, we have other footwear options um, for those that, that it does not work for. Um, but they're like, it goes back to our earlier statement. There's never one product that can meet everyone's needs. Because like I said, but, you know, if you go into the officers of, of New York City, you know what the what the officers need versus the you know the the transit officers are going to have a different requirement. And then of course, you know that when you get into large municipalities, you have very specialized uh, uniform officers. So, for instance, they, the sanitation department has its own officers in New York City. Um, yeah, and, and they play a very vital role. I mean, they they maintain that you know the the health and, and safety of the city to make sure that. That you know, restaurants or, or or no small businesses illegally dumping you know harmful material in any way. They have to dispose of you know businesses wherever there's activity. There is waste, and it has to be disposed of. So that was always something unique to learn about. You know, some of these specialized um, you know specialized areas of focus that a lot of these municipalities have to overcome. You know, we when we think about law enforcement, and, and it was a mistake that I made. I mean, the first thing that comes to your mind is we all grew up watching cops on TV. I mean, the first yeah. thing that comes to mind is officers in their cruisers chasing bad guys. And that yeah. does happen. It happens often. But there are a tremendous amount of, you know, officers out there that play very vital and dangerous and supportive roles. Um, you know, but, but we don't, sometimes we don't take pause to consider what that might look like. So when we build footwear, we get an opportunity to reach out and, and, and really understand, you know, our customers and where we're trying to go with it. And, and we're constantly tweaking and manipulating and, and, and changing what we have to offer, you know, as, as their needs change. Um, as I said right now, right, you know, currently with the, the COVID-19 crisis, um, you know, we, we had a, an older SKU that was a first, uh, we called it our first med boot, and it was a bloodborne pathogen ready. Um, you know, it's a boot that we've had around for, Probably close to, to twenty years, we've made that particular particular style, and it always had a, a very niche following. You know, with EMS teams, it would it had a puncture plate built in it. In the event that someone were to step on a hypodermic needle, or even worse, a piece of sharp you know metal from a from a wreck or you know industrial yeah. accident, so yeah. we did have a Kevlar Kevlar plate built into the footwear uh, to limit you know any piercing that might, might come through the bottom of the shoe. In addition to that, it was, uh, the leather was, was a, um, bloodborne pathogen resistance. That was a treatment that was, that had to be applied, you know, on, on the tannery level. So when they're actually, you know, t turning the hide into leather. Um, so that was a piece that, that we'd made for a while. And then, you know, 
you know, unfortunately, we, we saw a huge demand in, in that particular need, which has opened our eyes up to, you know, some other some other future projects to maybe get in front of some, you know, maybe get in front of some issues and some needs that are going to start to come out, you know, on the consumer end and, and to see what we can go ahead and, and, you know, maybe get some concepts ready for that. So um, it's, like I said, it, it's never needed. It's, there's never yeah. a dull, there's never a dull day in footwear. Some days I think about it and I, I remember, you know, we, boy, I, I, I touch and look at a lot of shoes on a daily basis. And yeah. <laughs> some days go, well, this, this could be perceived as, as relatively dull, but there are many times when it surprises me. Uh, yeah. you know, as as things unfold and, and events change and the world changes around us, and um, you know, I, I I don't I don't have the I'm sure you don't even have time to go into it now. And it would be great to have one of our guys that that focuses on the military side of the business, but uh, that's where you can get to some really unique uh, unique design aspects and, and some oh, very sure. very unique needs as well. <laughs> so yeah, well, I mean, if you were to you know, if somebody were to quiz me this morning before we got on this call and they said, "Hey, here are a list of three things that you may talk about," and if it was bloodborne pathogen treatment, I don't think I would have thought right. Right. that was yeah. going to be <laughs> that was going to yeah. be. Discussed. But yeah. but you're right. I mean, we see it on the firearm side too. You know, especially on. Um, you know, when we release new products, for example, or we do something that we know meets a specific need in a market, um, you know, specifically, uh, for example, we talk about California. California is very, um, compared to Ohio, very strict gun laws. And uh, it's, it is it's super convoluted. And a couple of weeks ago, we had the folks from Pew Pew Tactical on. Uh, they're based out of California. They live there. Um, they're, you know, one of the premier firearms blogs and they, they kind of did a, a Q&A session with us about California gun laws. And one of the things we brought up was, you know, minimum barrel length requirements and what things are called and, and all this kind of stuff. And when we get feedback sometimes, you know, just on social media comments, people are like, well, why did you, why did you do that? Like, I don't need that in XYZ state. And it's like, well, you know, you're not the only state, you know, that needs things, you know, and that needs yeah. firearms and that needs, you know, all this kind of stuff. So, so trying to say, Hey, I think everybody can enjoy this and use this, but it's definitely a need, you know, for this particular customer base in this particular market. Um, you know, so for folks who haven't been, you know, behind the scenes and you're just a consumer, it's easy to go, well, you know, Guns are guns are guns and shoes are shoes are shoes. But when you go into stuff that's supporting public service, you know, two-way rights, military law enforcement, you know, there's a whole gamut, you know, of things that need to be considered. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have guessed about, you know, uh, the Postal Service wanting all made in America stuff. I'm glad they do. But mm -hmm. that, that seems like something that... With budgetary cuts and sometimes the panic that surrounds USPS, you would imagine that that would have been one of the first things to go. Uh, so it's it's kind of uplifting to me to to hear that that they're still doing it and that's a service that that you all could uh, provide for them. All right, and we're like I said, we're happy to do that. And and there are times when I, I have to remind myself it's a testament to us because that is a you know that's a customer that really runs your product through through hell and back. I mean, yeah. the, the men and women of the postal service are, are literally on their feet walking all day. And there are still times when I have to stop and, 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 and think about, you know, how much, you know, how much 
this, this is a particular piece of footwear move and flex and bend and torque as as someone is utilizing it. I mean, it, it is a it is a wear product. It's a product that that is you know in constant under constant motion, under constant tension. I mean, it's exposed to multiple different environments. I mean, you know, as we walk through the day, we, we don't pay attention when we walk through, you know, water, dirt, you know, rocks. We, we just walk, you know, we're, we're just trying to get somewhere. So, you know, it's always funny to me to think about the abuse that we put our footwear through and, and, and really don't think much of it. And then, um, you know, and then there are times too when, um, you know, it, it has happened before. I, I've, I go to many trade shows throughout the year. Every now, occasionally I'll find someone that says, you know, I, I really thought, I would get a little bit more life out of this particular product. And I said, well, you know, I'd like to talk to you about that. You know, we, we, we guarantee everything. We, you know, we believe in that at Rocky. We are not, we're not a marketing based company. We don't put cheap product into the marketplace just for the, the sake of flooding the market with cheap product. We, we see enough of that. And you see it a lot, especially in the, the law enforcement side of, of this business with law enforcement footwear. There's, there's a lot of big name companies out there that love to slap a logo on it. And then, you know, and then you find out that it's, it's a cheap import and they, they buy it a container at a time. Um, and, and then the shoes only last six months. But, I, but I've had a few customers that come to me and said, I, I thought I would get a little more time out of my Rocky product. And I said, well, how long have you had them? And, and it, all jokes aside, I, I've had people say, well, I've had them for 10 years and I, I thought I'd get more time out of them. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. there's times I have to say, well, you know, we'll, we'll um, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, we'll, we'll yeah. do the best we can and, and, and try to make it make you happy. Um, but you know, we, we consider that a success. You know I mean? If you get, if 10, 10 years is a great success story, um, oh, so, but it sure. does happen, you know, but uh, like I said, when you stop and you, when you consider everything that we, we put our footwear through, um, you know, I, 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 sometimes I just think it's, it's time to pause, especially with everything going on now. I think it is, there are times that you can pause and, and just appreciate, you know, what we have and how well it works. And, and it, I think it's a great time in America now to focus on American made goods higher quality goods um, to start to break out of this disposable consumer cycle. I, I, and I, and I know there's always a level of that that is going to exist. Um, but I, but I think it's just been a good opportunity for all of it. If anything positive has come out of this, and I would hope that would be one of the positive things that we've all taken those moments to consider, um, you know, everything that we have in our lives and, and, and what that we want to keep and what works the best. So, I would say the same thing with firearms. I know you all make a, a high quality, durable, long lasting firearm. You know, a firearm that could be passed down from generation to generation without question. Um, you know, and you all deal with that. There are a lot of people in that marketplace, and there are a lot of lookalike products that that try to mimic what you're doing, but at a, a much cheaper price and. You know, and you and I being insiders, I mean, we understand how, how they've gotten there. And it's, they love to say it's bought, well, we, we've made a higher volume, so we're, we're giving you a better price. And, and, and rarely is that the truth. Uh, typically, they've, you know, someone has really sacrificed on, on quality. And, um, you know, in, in, some, in some cases, um, sacrificing safety, too. You know, so that, that's nothing that, you know, we, we don't want to go down that road. You all don't go down that road. And that's what worked for us so well when we met up at SHOT Show and decided to do to partner up a little bit was that we were not only were both Ohio based companies, but I think we can agree that we, we both recognize that both these companies had a focus on 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 quality. 
Thank you for watching this episode of the Facts and Blogging Podcast. For more information about the giveaway that we have with Rocky, Crimson Trace, Overwatch Precision, Night Vision, and one-off coatings, please visit factsandfirearms.com. You'll see a banner to enter as soon as you get to the website. And of course, make sure you go check out Rocky at Rocky Boot on Instagram. We are at Facts and Firearms on Instagram. And we'll see you next week. We want to extend our deepest gratitude to military, police, first responders, and more by saying thank you with special pricing and discounts on all facts and products. Here's how you get started. First, you'll head on over to our website, factsandfirearms.com. From there, you'll want to click support and guardian purchase program in the dropdown. Then you'll see the instructions on how to get started. So let's just walk through those. First, you'll want to register for an account on our website. If you've already bought something from us on our website before, then this part's already taken care of. Second, you'll want to send a copy of your credentials or some reasonable verification of affiliation to customer service at factsandfirearms.com. We get a lot of emails where people are like, hey, will this count? Will this ID count? Will this VA card count? Chances are, yes, a lot of them will count, but make sure you attach an image or a copy of that verification to the email before you even ask customer service. That way they can expedite the process for you. As soon as the account has been created or updated, we will send you an email letting you know that you're ready to go. The discount will be available anytime online when you go to your shopping cart. If you have any more questions, please email customer service at factsandfirearms.com.